what I found as well, like through lockdown, I would have like 15 to 20 minutes and I'd be like, right, I'm gonna just get outside for a minute. And I would pace around the block and you literally feel like with each movement you take, you're like stepping away the negativity and you're like moving through it, which is why I love running because when you're moving, you literally feel with that movement, you're moving through these thoughts that you're having or these feelings that you're having. You get time to process your thoughts. So if you're feeling a bit crap, you've had a bit of a bad day you get to sort of compartmentalize how you're feeling power through it you're getting your heart rate up at the same time you're getting the blood pumping and when you step back through that door you can then set a different time for the evening you know you don't need to be stressed you can relax your shoulders untense your jaw like i've just mm. done that this is the tone of the evening now i'm gonna have my time to myself and i think if you have a stressful job or you know you've had a stressful time with the kids or you just had a down day in general just getting out of your space you're currently in for 15 minutes and then coming back approaching it with a different mindset makes the biggest world of difference and a big thanks to this week's sponsor creative ways podcast emma isaacs has been designed for 20 years her podcast is filled with inspiring conversations with successful photographers, musicians, fashion designers, artists and sculptors who have been so generous with their tactile advice to truly motivate and educate creatives to keep us all on this important path. Emma believes that if we aren't following our true inner creative calling, then we are literally harming our minds and bodies. So give it a listen and download Creative Ways Podcast now. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sunning Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. Today's episode is a follow-on from last week's episode with Alicia Langridge. Now, last week, Alicia spoke all around weight loss and her journey with the scales and whether to weigh, whether not to weigh. And this week's episode, Alicia talks more about feelings around a body image and mindfulness and just unconscious eating. Now, Alicia had a really big shift with her eating behaviours when she started to look at the labels that she gave food, whether the food's good, whether it's bad. And this was a really big shift for Alicia. And I really don't want to (laughs) mention the C word, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. And we do talk about the COVID restrictions. And we've got another week, haven't we, where we're going to be on lockdown as of Thursday of this week. And I think, you know, We've got to mention it, haven't we? We've got to mention it. It's been consistent for so so long, you know, whether we're just about to go in lockdown, whether we're in lockdown, whether they're coming out of it, you know, at some point I'm going to listen back to this episode and think, oh my goodness, what the hell was going on? You know, fingers crossed, this is all going to be in the past. It's just something we've got to go through, something that we've got to get through. And I feel that today's episode will help you do that. I spoke with Alicia about, you know, what do you do when you've had a really horrible day, maybe at work or you've been super busy? What can you do to to re-energise yourself just to do something more? We we talk about, you know, getting off the couch and doing a a couch to 5K, but sometimes it's not just about running. Sometimes it's about moving our bodies to shift our energies, to get in a different different mindset and almost like a bit of a shake-up, really. I feel that, you know, with lockdown, we've had to stay indoors, stay away from families, and it's been really, really restrictive And we really need to arm ourselves with a positive mindset just to get through this crap. We really, really have. And it is an armour. We're fighting against a warrior and we really need to make sure that we're fully equipped with a a positive mindset just to push through those days where maybe you want to go and see your family, but you can't. 
And I feel that if you listen to this episode, we, we talk a lot about mindfulness in this episode and there's lots of golden nuggets. So if you're listening to this, either cleaning up around the house, having a walk out or going for a run, is introducing Alicia to part two of her slimming story. Was it recognising your pattern with your food and your behaviour that you decided to ditch your scales or was it a conscious decision? Yeah, so what I when I kind of got to the point where I actually consciously see myself falling in and out of this predictive binge restrict cycle and I just thought this has got to stop that was a point when I thought I'm going to join WW and I want to lose weight naturally and sustainably yeah um, but as I got to go I then thought well actually I don't need to be weighing in every single week because it, what's the point I've kind of you know I understand now what my body needs to make me feel a certain way so I'm going to carry on doing it like that so now really if I was to step on the scale it's more of a checking in just to see I don't really know. And now I'm questioning like whether I would even need to, but I guess it's, it's a, it is a way to track your progress in one sense. Yeah. But I think when you stop placing all the value on it and actually looking at other ways, like we discussed, you know, like through how you feel and what foods you're eating to make you feel a certain way, the scales do then feel a little bit irrelevant. And also a great way to tell is like by your clothes, like, you know, do you feel, yeah, you feel yeah. the same in your clothes and you feel comfortable and also you feeling good in yourself and like, let that be your marker. And like what I always try to say to people is if the scales are causing you to sort of have disordered patterns almost like so, for example, if you know you're weighing in on an evening so you won't eat all day or you're too mm. scared to have a drink like that isn't necessarily healthy. So perhaps try and not do that or just be as normal as you are, like just eat throughout the day, because if you do that every single time you're going to weigh there's not going to be any different. Same. You're not going to put on the stone. Yeah. And I just found that through catching myself thinking in these certain ways, like, oh, I'm weighing in in the morning, so I can't eat past nine o'clock at night. I then think, well, why can't I eat past nine o'clock at night if I want to? I'm not going to mm. let the scales dictate me. So from that point of kind of joining WW and wanting to change my mindset, I think you then like kind of line up where your priorities are. Like, is it because you want to weigh a certain weight or is it because you want a lifestyle change where, you know, you, you don't want to have to be stepping on the scales every week for the rest of your life. You just want to change the way you feel about yourself. Everything that you're oh. saying is, is absolutely golden. And when you spoke about the binge restrict cycle, I hold my hand up and I'm one of those no, people that would go and get weighed and they're thinking, okay, it's, it's weigh day, Claire. So you could have your breakfast and then you're going to take a salad to work and then you'll get home and then you'll look at your belly, depending on how big your belly looks or how your work trousers fit will depend on maybe you'll have a little snack before you get weighed or maybe you'll you'll wait till after and and I've, I'm the person that does that but then I've, I've maybe had a, a long drive in the day and then I'll go and get weighed and I'll get back from group and I'll be messaging my husband to say can you just get those those like fried chips on for you know 9.45 so it's literally as soon as I get back I want my dinner ready ready but, but yeah. when I get back from groups, I know my sugar levels will have dropped because I've not eaten anything. And that's not because Slimming World say that's what you need no, to do. No. It's nothing to do. You know, Slimming World is healthy. It's nutritious. And it's all about thinking about food and your patterns positively. That is, that is all about me. That is all about me. And thinking if I can just lose one pound this week, if I can just lose one pound, then nothing is in vain. And, and this pattern around binge and restrict a lot of my friends will be right okay I'm going to save these calories for the weekend because I'm going to go out I'm going to get drunk I'm going to have a great time or maybe they're out 
having a romantic weekend with the partners and I'm like, okay, I'm going, I'm going away for the weekend. I'm going to make sure that I eat exactly what I want. But when I get back, I'm going to be on it and I'm going to be having the soups. I'm going to be in that, you know, everything's nice. so, super restrictive. And I think this is a massive piece around this binge and restrict. I could do a whole episode around this and the patterns oh, that, that we find ourselves in. And where do we even start to strip that back and to stop? Where, where do we stop? Where do we stop the cycle? I think that the way, well, for me, like, firstly, it goes without saying that binge eating disorder is actually a recognised medical condition, you know, and people that struggle with their relationship with food and disordered eating and binge eating disorder, there are ways to get professional help in that. And obviously my talking about it is just based on my own experience, but, and I've never kind of had any professional help or anything. So mine's kind of just through recognising my own patterns and then linking two and two together. But with me, I think my binge eating and restricting myself came from only seeing food as good or bad. So if I was going to eat bad food, I would give myself a 24-hour or 48-hour window where I could eat all the bad food I wanted. And then after that, it had to be all good food. I constantly found myself in a cycle where I'd say, or if I had one meal out for dinner where I had no control as to how many calories or points were in the meal, I would then find myself thinking, screw it, I, I've cheated inverted commas I've yeah, blown it now yeah. so I'm going to just carry on eating and it would always have to start on a Monday you know so if I went out for dinner on a Thursday and I had a pudding I'd then be like we've well, had ice cream now so you might as well just carry on eating until Monday mm. and it, it totally doesn't need to be that way because food is there to be enjoyed you know it's not realistic to only eat salad Monday to Friday and then eat all of the beige and processed food Saturday to Sunday when you could actually yeah. have a little bit each day Allowing yourself to actually think about what you want to eat as well is really important because before I was always felt like I was dictated as to what I could eat. So if I was on a diet, I'd be like, well, I have to have this, this and this. So therefore on the weekend, I want what I want. Like, why mm. doesn't the diet let me eat what I want? Yeah, Whereas if yeah. you actually eat foods that you enjoy every day, I find that then when it, it kind of reduces the need or the urge to kind of binge eat for me personally just because I've had a little bit of um, ice cream or I've had my nut butter that I love or my all my porridge and all of my you know chocolate and stuff and dark chocolate I bloody love it <laughs> so because I'm not restricting myself to only eat it on a Saturday like by the time Saturday comes around it just feels like any other day whereas yeah. before it didn't feel like that um, no. and I think that's why when people say oh, I'm having a treat meal or a cheat meal, it's like, well, no, it's not a treat meal or a treat meal. It's a normal meal. You are oh, yeah. allowed to eat these yeah. foods. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. Yeah. Just, you don't have to only eat it on a Saturday. You could have it on a Wednesday if you wanted to. You could have a little bit of what you fancy every day of the week. It's just all about like working out what works for you. But I, I used to find that eating something bad, what I viewed as bad, would trigger me into a binge cycle when really it didn't need to. I could just enjoy the food, move on with my day and then wake up in the morning and have my nice nutritious breakfast in the morning. But it's funny how certain foods can play with your emotions and make you feel a certain way. That's the case, isn't it? And I think when you go out for a meal, um, if you think about the courses that you'll have, and if you have been super, super restrictive, that's why the binge comes, isn't it? Because you've been so, so, yeah. so restrictive. On the other side of that, for people that love the alcohol, I'm not one of those, but for people that love alcohol, yeah. you know, it's literally sugar, isn't it? Alcohol is literally sugar. So I think for, I'd imagine in a way, it must be really difficult for people that do like to drink. So I'd imagine for those people that really do like to drink to think, okay, I'm going to go out for a meal. 
which is going to be the excess calories and the drink it must must be hard just to get into that frame of mind of thinking i'm just gonna have a couple of glasses of wine because it's never going to be a couple for somebody that loves their alcohol they want lots of wine <laughs> and they'd like the yeah. food as well so what advice could you give to those people that as well as enjoying rich flavoursome foods they want to go out with the friends and enjoy a, a good night and a good night for them might be five six glasses of wine and the food what kind of advice could you give to, to those people that would just like to relax in the week around the food but still enjoy their weekends my biggest advice would be to just enjoy it don't let that um define your week just move forward and what i usually do is if i've had um quite an indulgent meal out so for example i love an indian so i'll go have an indian order yeah. all the sides that i love in the morning i might wake up feeling a bit icky just because it's kind of a lot of oily food rather than beat myself up about it i just make myself a nice nutritious breakfast drink lots of water. The one thing that I would advise people is you don't need to eat less the next day if you overate the day before. Yes. That's the biggest piece of advice that I could give anyone. Just because you overate one day doesn't mean that you should undereat the following day because that to me is what contributes to the binge restrict cycle. Just carry on as normal. Eat exactly the same amount of food as what you would normally eat and just carry on as normal. Like It doesn't need to become a big thing where, oh, I'm, I must now only X amount of calories because I've overeaten. No, nope, it's a new day, new start. And like every meal is a fresh start, basically. It doesn't it. need to be a day. So what dress size did you start at before you had the two stone weight loss? Because I understand that you do quite a lot of fitness and I'm interested yeah. to see how, how that affected your shape. So before you lost a two stone, what was your starting dress size? Um, 14 I think I avoid like saying dress sizes and weights like just or when I share about my journey just because I'm really conscious that everyone is completely different and you can see from the shops alone that you could get a size 16 skirt in one shop and it could actually be a size 10 in another shop like that is yeah. so inconsistent isn't right. it yeah I was I think it was a 14 but I noticed that the clothes that I had were getting quite a bit tighter on me and that's when I was like I'm actually feeling a little bit uncomfortable now in terms of how I feel in myself and it's great that you took the action then rather than just let it ride out and you managed to to pull that back and and change your mm -hmm. eating habits and that, that's fantastic with COVID, with all the craziness, and we, we know we're working really hard in changing, changing our mindset and with kind of letting it, a lot of it go, but it's so intense. Can we let it go? Can we really let it go? Because it's, it's always, it, it's like the background noise, isn't it? It's like the background noise. With your fitness, have you found that that helps you just to kind of take a break, just to get out in the fresh air? I, I see from your Instagram account some gorgeous photos on there of you enjoying the outdoors. How does yeah. fitness work for you in? in regards to your journey and, and keeping on on top of your good intentions with your mm. your food and, and what what you eat yeah so i previously had a hate 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 relationship with exercise and i think part of that was down to the fact that i always saw exercise as a, a way of burning calories or punishing myself for overeating i was like right okay well that means that i have to do this amount of steps or i have to do this amount on the treadmill and as a result of that i resented it and i just completely hated it so when i went to ww and like lost my weight 
I didn't actually exercise throughout that because I think I was more concentrated at that point in time of sort of rebuilding my relationship with food and nutrition and trying to work out what foods work for me. But as I kind of lost the weight, I actually thought, well, I would like to enjoy exercise now because it doesn't need to be about losing weight. I just want to do it because I want to feel strong and I want to see where my body can progress. So from that, I kind of started the gym and I did a London Muscle app, which you can get on your phone. And it basically is a weight training guide. I had no idea about doing weights. <laughs> I'd done um, Pump, like which is like a gym class that is quite a lot of different gyms yeah. where they like you do different weights routines. But this was kind of more of a guided program, like a 12 week program. And it shows you how to do different weights on the gym equipment. So it was a good starting point for me to build confidence because I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I don't know about anyone else, but when you step into the gym for the first time, you feel like everyone is looking at you and judging mm. you when actually, no, they're not. No one gives a crap what you're doing, right. but you feel like all eyes are on you. Yeah. So um, I just, that's how I built my confidence up. But then um, my other half, Jamie is a runner and he loves running. He runs ultra marathons. So that's another thing that I kind of felt inspired to try, you know, with running, you think you have to be a certain pace or you have to be a certain, you know, you have to run a certain distance, but actually no, everyone is a runner. And that's what I realized that it doesn't matter how fast you run or how far you run. It's just a great way to get outside, especially in these current times Mm. and just like switch off for a bit. It's all about finding what works for you. And it doesn't just have to be one type of exercise you could you know dabble in and out of all sorts of different exercises if it makes you feel good like for example if I'm feeling tired I might not want to do a really intense hit workout but perhaps like a yoga or a stretching class might help yeah so I think it's all about just not you know give something a go but if you know it's not for you and you're not really enjoying it don't push yourself too much and just try something different and like walking as well is a fantastic way to you know be active and just move more I think people yeah, underestimate pleasure. the value of walking and I think we've had a gorgeous summer and the heat's been lovely oh my gosh, yeah. and it's just so nice just to go out and about and with the restrictions you I guess you want to stay close to home or maybe just go somewhere in the wilderness and just get out of the way of everybody and it's nice just yeah. to explore your local areas, isn't it? It's, it's really nice. I'm yeah. quite lucky, though, to be fair. People in, in the city might not be saying the same thing. But um, I, I can see that where, where you're from, there's some gorgeous countryside. And when you look at everything that's available to you and you look at all the options that you can do, I know that obviously the, the gyms are shut and it's, it's a little bit... There's still that uncertainty, isn't there? But if I said yeah. to you, OK, Alicia, if you've had a really rough day and you want to really pick yourself up, what is your go-to exercise or fitness regime that really makes you feel buzzing, that gives you that, that boost with your, what say esteem, just gives you that lift with all the, the doom and gloom that's around at the moment. What, what is your go-to? Yeah. I, I've been absolutely loving HIIT workouts at the moment from home because it's basically high intensity interval training. So you do short bursts of like intense exercise and then a short break. And there's a lady that I follow called Courtney Black on Instagram. And she has so many fabulous uh, workouts. And like I've been doing her 28-day challenge at the moment. So we're currently in week two. And I just find that that's a really great thing to focus on because each day I'm working from home, so I'm stuck in the house. But yeah. I have kind of like the little schedule written out in my diary. And I tick off each exercise class that I'm doing. 
and each time I sweat in places that I never knew I'd sweat like apparently your eyelids can sweat and I didn't even know it was a thing <laughs> um but I just afterwards like I always find that with a workout you might wake up in the morning and think oh do I have to or like oh yeah. do I really need to put my trainers on and go for a run but afterwards you are literally buzzing and that's because you know you've got a boost of serotonin your endorphins are like swimming around yeah and you don't really regret it what I enjoy is that you don't really have time to think about anything else going on the outside world whilst you're exercising because you're focusing on breathing and yeah, you're focusing important. on doing like yeah you're focusing on what you need to do and I think just having that time out like it only needs to be 20 minutes of exercise or movement and you will feel the benefit of it yeah. that thing about shifting your energy where if you've had a really slow day and maybe you're stuck in a mm. desk and you're in a in an office or you, you work from home and it's you've got all that screen time I think just to take your body out and to give it a treat it's like having a dog isn't it and never taking it for a walk yeah. just to take yourself for a walk take yourself out for a run it's that that rush of I don't know if it's a power or getting your, you you know your muscles moving but it, it's certainly a treat for your body and our bodies weren't yeah. made to be sat in an upright position looking at electric currents was it you know it's, it's meant to move yeah. you know we, we need we need to be moving we need to be giving our bodies a self-care that they what say deserve they need it you know it's part, yeah. part and parcel of what our bodies are made for that it was made to move and we need to give it that that time and respect to do that so why is it why is it least <laughs> when we've been at work all day the last thing often we want to do is just get out for a run especially yeah. in the autumn and it's raining and it's cold why is it we can't we can't find the mojo i know i think part of that is down to the fact that like we don't have time we're busy people always on the go you know you might get in from work late you might be starting early especially in the winter when it's just completely dark but the way I see it is that you only need 15 minutes. Okay. And if, if I can spend 15 minutes scrolling on my phone on Instagram mindlessly in the evening, uh. then I could perhaps use that 15 minutes a bit more wisely, get a bit of an earlier night and have an earlier start in the morning. And I, I'm saying this without having kids or, you know, at the moment I'm working from home, so I don't have to commute. Some people will probably think, well, it's easy for me to say, and it is easy for me to say, but the way I would see it is, the benefits that you get from just doing 15 to 20 minutes of exercise a day, just see it as you time, like the fact that you deserve it. And what I find is that if you track how you feel after each exercise, nine times out of 10, you're going to feel better than when you started. And I think it's that cycle of once you start that, you can't go wrong, especially if it's something that you enjoy. I find that listening to a podcast when you go out for a walk or a run, it's actually quite nice because you get a bit of time out of the house and you get to listen to people chat. That's yeah. why I love podcasts. <laughs> but no, you're right. That distraction, listen to something different, something that you know is going to pick you up and give you that boost. I love music. I, I believe that music really is a therapy. Oh and I have so many different, I have so many different playlists for my mood. I've got a Prozac playlist. So if I have a really <laughs> bad day at work and I'm cooking, I'll put on my Prozac playlist and then I've got my gym workouts. I've got my running, my running playlist. And it it's kind of a, it's an escapism, isn't it? You know, some people, oh, yeah. when they've had a really bad day, all zone out in front of Netflix. Some, th- some people are obsessed with EastEnders and Coronation Street. I have a lot of friends and family that after watch EastEnders and Coronation Street and got out of them <laughs> EastEnders. EastEnders, goodness me, it's so, so traumatic. But I do like my Netflix. But if you can just 
make that intention or set that intention that okay 15 minutes i'm going to choose to self-care with 15 minutes so i want you to convince me alicia what i can do in 15 minutes that's going to give me a boost at the end of a hard day at work for me it would be get your trainers on lace them up quickly and power walk around the block just power walk get your music in get a podcast in get whatever you want and just power it out and what I found as well, like uh, through lockdown, I would have like 15 to 20 minutes. So I'd be like, right, I'm going to just get outside for a minute. And I'd pace around the block. And you literally feel like, it sounds a bit hippy dippy, but with each movement you take, you're like stepping away the negativity and you're like moving through mm. it, which is why I love running. Because when you're moving, you literally feel with that movement, you're moving through these thoughts that you're having, all these feelings that you're having. You get time to process your thoughts. So if you're feeling a bit crap or you've had a bit of a bad day, you get to sort of compartmentalise how you're feeling, hmm. power through it. You're getting your heart rate up at the same time. You're getting the blood pumping. And when you step back through that door, you can then set a different time for the evening. You know, you don't need to be stressed. You can relax your shoulders, untense your jaw. <sighs> like I've just hmm. done that Breathe 15 minutes for yeah. me. And this is the tone of the evening now. I'm going to have my time to myself. And I think if you have a stressful job, or you know you've had a stressful time with the kids or you've just had a down day in general just getting out of your the space you're currently in for 15 minutes and then coming back and then head approaching it with a different mindset makes the biggest world of difference but if you can't leave the house you know some people are still sheltering at the moment or you just don't have the ability to get outside then just take yourself to a different room for 15 minutes and again like user there's so many on youtube like calming meditation like guided meditations yeah. And I think a lot of people have a bit of stigma around meditation. They think, oh, it's just like hippies laying down and, you know, relaxing. But actually the power of the breath, like we said, and just sitting with your own thoughts and just setting an intention for the evening just through meditation is really powerful as well. And you don't even have to move for that. You, you just no. put, you're putting your mind in a different space for those 15 minutes and giving yourself that calm that you need. And I think that's okay. important because it doesn't always have to be go, 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 go. Sometimes the best way to approach your, your 15 minutes of self-care is actually to have 15 minutes of complete silence or calm yeah. away from any electronic device and just being with yourself. Because I think we're, we always have so many distractions around us, don't we? That we don't yeah. actually just sit with ourselves sometimes. That, that's right. That, that stillness. And mm. Kim, I keep mentioning Kim, but we spoke about Wim Hof and the breath and breath work. We just need to reconnect with our bodies and, and recognize mm. that we're not human doings we're human beings and we need to to reconnect with that and it sounds cheesy but we we really do and you know you mm. mentioned hippy dippy and i know my friends in america have been doing this for years and years but in the uk we're only starting to have conversations around meditation around breath work and it's it's so important and there's so many distractions and then you, you've got work and then there's cooking and then there's trying to plan so that, you, you know, your day runs smoothly. Yeah. And just to take 20 minutes out, 20 minutes, you, you know, you, you owe yourself that, don't you? you? You deserve 20 minutes of just being by yourself in stillness, whether that's out for a walk or a run or to meditate. If it's been so intense and you, you truly feel that, being physical isn't the way that's going to help you if you've had a really bad day just just going really back to basics being still and then looking at breath work is is such a treat such a joy such a joy just yeah. to to cherish and it's not hippy tippy 
but people do think that don't they people really do yeah. think that they do they do and i think it's a stigma around it because it almost feel for some people it can feel selfish to actually give yourself that 15 minutes where you just lay there and focus on yourself You're, mm. you are your sole center of attention you know you the thing is you can't pour from an empty cup like as the saying yeah. goes if you're constantly caring about other people in your family which is so important obviously but if you're constantly giving all the attention and focus to others you're actually burning the candle at both ends and you need to make sure that you're giving yourself that time as well and that can also be through the food that you eat you know make sure you're giving yourself the care and love and attention with a healthy nutritious meal you might not have half an hour or an hour to cook a meal but you could pull together a pretty tasty dish that's full of nutrients for you in 10 minutes as well so it's just thinking about how you could spend your time to make you the most happiest version of yourself and um, again this is all goes you know so much easier said than done but i think just having the awareness around right i've got 10 minutes to make dinner rather than just slapping something on my plate what could i actually make with intention in that 10 minutes or what can i do with my body in 10 minutes is actually going to fulfill me in the long term and I know that for a fact, that if I sit on Instagram for an hour, I generally don't come away feeling like, yes, I've just accomplished this. <laughs> I actually feel a bit like, oh, I feel a bit drained. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you're, you're really, really right. And I think the good thing about Instagram for me is that unlike Facebook, you can choose what, I guess, what, what film you see, if you like. <laughs> you can see, yeah. you can choose your, your viewing and if, if you're maybe following somebody and, and the negativity is coming through, you can choose not to follow. When your mind's in a good place, it can be a fantastic thing. But when when you're feeling yeah. a bit low, you, you can still compare. You can still compare, can't you? Even to mm. people that are really positive and and are really great souls, oh, you, yeah. you can still compare. Absolutely. And I think that part of the reason of that is because Instagram, like really it is a highlights reel. People are only really showing the, and I know there's so much more now around like people, uh, you know, showing unfiltered photos and just being themselves and showing like bodies, not all kind of in perfect positions, like natural bodies as they are. And that is absolutely fantastic. And I, I really applaud that. And I'm really grateful that there are body positive accounts out there that are doing that because I wish I had that when I was a teenager. Yeah. But from day to day, you know, you might see someone with a perfectly clean kitchen and a perfectly Instagrammable plate of food, but you don't, <laughs> but you don't actually know what they're going through. But we assume no. that because this photo looks perfect, that their life's perfect. And then we judge our own lives on that and think, well, I don't, mm. I'm, I don't have my shiz together because I'm not, you know, doing this and I'm not doing that. And I think that is because Instagram is like a highlights reel generally, isn't it? It's and true, we are comparing true. our... We're comparing our difficult days with someone's best days and that's yeah. not like a fair comparison i do love instagram because of the positive you can you know yeah. there's a community there. there there is and i think for for food for me i do if i was to take a photograph of a meal i might take a couple and i may choose the best one but that's because i want it i want other people to look at my food and think oh actually that's a healthy meal i could do that and and to inspire people with yeah. taking photographs of myself, I've made a huge U-turn. I say it's still not on point, but from where I was, say, four years ago to where I am now, I mean, there's been a mass massive, massive changes of what I will show on Instagram and what I will, you know, throw away and delete. And why would you, why would you say that is? I know exactly why that is, because I got married. So four years ago, I got married. And before I got married... There was lots of holding the phone up and then holding the phone at a certain angle 
and then knowing if I did this with my chin, then it'd look a certain way. And when I had my photographs done, my photographer, she was a, an art, well, she's an artist, and Beth her name was, and she's, she's a gorgeous person. And I chose Beth because I didn't want the photos to look really stiff and rigid. I wanted the really artistic photos. I'd previously paid for my friend, one of my best friend's wedding. I previously paid for a photographer to come and do some really, really lovely natural photos. And when my friend had the photos back, the, the photographs that everybody wanted, that a family wanted, were the photographs that I paid for a photographer to take lots and lots of photos of her first dance. And it was amazing. These, honest to God, these, I mean, she's gorgeous anyway, but these photographs are beautiful. And when I had my photographs taken with that intention that I wanted the, the natural ones, honestly, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to be negative, but some of my photos, because when I laugh, I literally look like a horse. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's me on my wedding day. My you could see my chins, my, my teeth. <laughs> it was literally like, I was like, oh my goodness. And, and then there was moments because me and, my, me and my husband are really, when we get together, we can be really silly and make each other laugh. And, we was, and I was thinking, well, no, I can see his chin. My, my husband's really slim. Uh, but it's, it's, it's laughter, isn't it? But before that time, exactly. it, it was literally... Uh, the only photos I would have taken would be probably like just with my waist and and nope, never full length photographs. And there I was looking at my wedding photos thinking, do I really look like that? Do I really? And that was, that was, I felt I was being really harsh to myself because I was thinking this is from somebody that thought they'd never get married because I always had a bad relationship with men. I'd, I, you know, I've met the, the man of my dreams. I've had these gorgeous photos taken and and there I was being critical and that led me to really think about that and to think god Claire what what is it you're telling yourself are you, are you saying that you you can only like a photo if you hold it at a certain, certain angle and then I really started to to examine my own thought process behind mm -hmm. that and since then it yeah since then within the last four four years it's totally changed yeah, and I think it's because part of the reason is because, you know, through the media and society, we're so used to seeing people look a certain way. You don't normally see natural shots on a magazine cover, do you? It's always airbrushed, filtered. And then that in turn makes us feel like we can only show those sorts of versions of ourselves as well. Mm. When actually yeah. there's nothing more beautiful than just seeing someone like being themselves and like having a great time and just laughing naturally. Yeah. And the more that we see that on social media and the more that people you know you have to be vulnerable to put yourself in that position because you know you might not necessarily feel comfortable with the photo because yeah. you're showing yourself in a more natural way but actually the more we do that the more we're actually destigmatizing it and the more people will actually realize well no I, I should look this way and I am happy to have my photo taken and I don't need to try and like for me my biggest thing was like worrying about cellulite I always okay. thought that it was like the demonic thing like if I you know if I if you saw a leg in my leg and it had cellulite in it I would think oh god I don't want to show that but who cares everyone has cellulite but again it's because we're conditioned to think that cellulite is a bad thing that's and it. everyone has their own body hang-ups don't they and that's it and you know people show the extremely filtered version like like Kim Kardashian and I'm not going to start bashing Kim on social media and have a massive <laughs> backlash. But I can remember some images that came out. I think she had some sort of implant done or something to make a, a derriere slightly plumper. And, um, and the photos had come out and she'd got this beautiful silhouette shape and she did look stunning. 
and then there were some other photos that were taken I think from a photo shoot so there wasn't the actual photos the photo was her on a photo shoot in direct sunlight lots of dimples around the backside look, looking totally you couldn't have any more yin and yang photograph taken mm -hmm. if you'd have tried and and yeah I'm not sure we'd ever see Kim with a natural photograph of her backside but it's what you portray and you know hats off to her she's made a you know she's a billionaire is she not a billionaire or yeah I think she's a billionaire now isn't she and you know she's got a voice and she's doing lots of you know she's doing lots of positive things with that so hats off to her but do we really need to be do we really need to be saying right okay this is how beautiful it looks if you look at like the pre Raphaelite paintings and and going back in history and we look at yep. you know the, the pale plump ladies and, and those different things I, I can remember being at school thinking oh my goodness how can people see that as being beautiful and then we look at you know Twiggy and it's, it's almost you know it's like a fashion not just fashion within clothes it's a fashion within body images isn't it and it, it's nice a thing maybe maybe just maybe in 2020 we can start to chip away at that and, and actually see our real our real feminine bodies and, and accepting those and, and seeing those as, as beautiful bodies yeah and it does it absolutely and it doesn't need to you know there isn't one size fits all with it when it comes to a body if someone's naturally tall and thin then that doesn't mean that they're a better person if than someone else who is I don't know far, shorter and larger like everyone is still beautiful in their own way yeah. and I think the more we see that diversity across social media and across the media in general it will automatically make us feel more comfortable in our own skin instead of sort of headlines like the sun or the daily mail bashing people for putting on a bit of weight like that is not what we need right now what we no. need is to normalize, normalize weight you know just normalize bodies essentially and not yeah. see it as a way not see them as only mod commodities that lose or gain weight just see them as bodies and being the host of a, a podcast that talks often about losing weight and we, we talk about the numbers on the scales i also on a tuesday i do a transformation tuesday so we'd look at the before and the after although yes i can say i feel uncomfortable on a is it face to face Friday when I see the the before face and the after face? Because to me, I've had I spent time with my guests and I've had I've had conversations and I feel like I'd, I get to know these guests on a more of a personal level than just seeing a picture on Instagram. And then when yeah. they post a, a face to face Friday, I think well, I mean often I will post, you look beautiful both both photos because to me they they, they do look beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there is that point where a lot of my guests on the show have lost a lot of weight. You know, the, I've got guests that have lost 16 stone. But when you think about the health benefits, and it's not just a visual thing, and you, you, you know, you, you have to, I guess, respect the fact that somebody has lost 16 stone or 10 stone. These these bigger figures, it's it's a, it's a great thing, and it's a fine balance, isn't it? It's a fine balance, and I think we're getting there. I think we kind of respect where everyone's coming from on this on social media, and I absolutely love the conversation I've had with the Alicia. I could talk to you forever and a day uh -huh. I feel like we're on the same yeah. level and and especially with the mindfulness my parting yeah. words with my husband were um I'm about to interview a lady she she's on the Weight Watchers plan so it probably won't be a long interview how could we I couldn't have got it any more wrong could I <laughs> there we are yeah. there we go there oh. we go
it's been lovely oh that's amazing no thank you i've really enjoyed like everything we've covered we've i feel like we've covered so much i could write a book from this episode (laughs) couldn't we yeah (laughs) let's sign the deal let's sign the deal so thank you so much for joining me alicia it's been an absolute pleasure if anybody listening would like to follow you on instagram what's your instagram handle Yep, so it's Rainbow Room. So at Rainbow three underscores room. If anyone's got any questions about anything we've discussed, feel free to drop me a message and I'll get back to you. Brilliant. And what I'll also do is I'll put that link in the show notes. So if you'd like to follow Alicia, you'll know where she's at. So no excuses. So thank you so much, Alicia. It's been an absolute pleasure. You take care. Thanks, Claire. Take care, everyone. And if you've not already followed Alicia from last week's episode, just a reminder of her Instagram handle, it's rainbow underscore room. It's safe to say that we're in a bit of a negative groundhog day, whether we want to believe it or not, we are. But we've also got the power to shift it. We've got the power to decide where we put our attention. That is something that we're able to do. We can choose to watch a silly film that makes us laugh, you know. We can make a choice to surround ourselves with people that lift us up We can make a choice to have a Zoom call with a friend that we've not seen for a long time. Play silly games. I've been been playing Monopoly this week with the kids. I've really enjoyed it. And I I feel that I'm past that age now where the, I guess, the Monopoly board kind of like goes everywhere because of tantrums. So it's been quite nice. I've been playing Monopoly and just trying to focus on those things that nurture and, and, you know, nourish our souls. And, And that's what we need. We really need that because this is just, you know, it's a journalist. I guess, saviour, isn't it? All of this negativity. I don't buy newspapers. I very rarely switch on the news and watch it. I I watch highlights, I guess. And I choose or I follow on Instagram. And we can make those choices. And it's not being irresponsible in making those choices. I, I feel that right now, as long as we know that we're doing all we can to keep safe and keep our families safe, then we're doing a fantastic job. Will it help our soul to tune in to the negative frequency? You know, what impact is that going to have on our lives if we decide to follow that path? We do not have to. We don't have to do it. We choose what we focus on. We make that choice. You can make that choice. You can make that choice this week. You can decide how your week's going to go in terms of when you get in from work. And maybe if it's if it's really heavy... Maybe, you know, you're not going to go out for a run like we spoke about with Alicia in this episode. Maybe that you'll just get a hula hoop and just have a, have a crazy five minutes with the kids. Or maybe you'll put on a song and you'll have a dance. Or maybe you'll just sit and read a book and, you know, nourish your soul that way. This podcast was set up with the intention to discuss weight loss and fitness. And I found myself in this lockdown crisis Although in an ideal world, I'd want to, I guess, motivate people to get up and get out and get moving. And I know that is nature's Prozac. You know, it's proven. You go to the doctors, they all talk about moving more and taking exercise. But if you feel that you're at the very start of that, if you feel your mental health kind of dipped a bit with everything that's going off, just be kind to yourself and the biggest kindness that you can show to yourself right now could just be taking 10 minutes out and reading a book that you love or having a soak in a bath or maybe heavens above that you leave the pots overnight (laughs) 
and don't actually clean up after work or after a busy day with the kids, you can do that. It's fine. Let the house get messy. Let the house get messy. If that means you can take off an hour for yourself to go and have a soak in some nice bubbles or some nice oils. Maybe that's what you need. You know, having a spotless house may not be what you need right now. And you can always come back to that. And I feel that these are conversations that we need to have to ourselves just so that we can practice self-care and get in a good space for the week ahead. And I'm feeling really good this week. I'm not going to talk about the numbers on the scales because I mentioned that last week. And I did weigh this week and it's coming down in the right direction. I'm really, really pleased. I feel for me that urgency to eat isn't there. That where I'm really like craving foods or I feel that I can't stop eating a certain type of food. And I think that's because I've taken I've taken the pressure off. And we all need to do that. This isn't just for me. This is for everyone that's listened to this podcast, that's tuned in. Take the pressure off. I can guarantee you we're going to hear lots of negativity. It's going to be on our frequency this week. But please tune in to something different and start taking that self-care that's going to put you in a good place. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Until next time, take care. And I will be back next week with another episode of Simming Stories Around the World. <laughs>